Are you an investigative professional? Did you know you can find the best private investigator resources using investigatorstoolbox.com? This resource community was built exclusively for licensed investigators and investigative professionals. You can network directly with members, educate yourself through free webinars and blogs, and even create your own customizable research library. Membership starts for as little as 49 cents a day. Download the Investigators Toolbox app or visit our webpage at www.investigators-toolbox.com. Are you an investigative professional with an international problem you can't solve? Conflict International has the knowledge and relationships to jump in for you. We compensate investigators for referring cases to our office. Contact us today for details. Conflict International uses insight, intelligence, investigation, risk management, and strategic solutions to solve problems troubling individuals and companies of all kinds anywhere around the world. Whether you're planning to hire a person to a position of trust, carry out due diligence on a company, trace hidden assets, or require skilled boots on the ground, Conflict International investigators can seamlessly pursue a case across borders, offering a truly global solution. Find out about our extensive range of services at conflictinternational.com. Conflict International, global reach, international knowledge. Welcome to this week's episode of PI Perspectives. We have a two-for-one special as we're joined by Michael Tabling and Joseph Hill from Conflict International. Michael's Vice President of U.S. Operations and Joseph is Vice President of Technical Operations for this great multinational company. Conflict has expanded its operations in the United States and the guys are here to discuss how they can help your needs. So please welcome Mike Tapling, Joe Hill, and your host, private investigator matt spare and welcome everyone to this week's episode of pi perspectives this is matt spare your host uh this week we've uh, got something special uh, we've, we've got two for one uh i wanted to uh have some of the guys over at conflict international uh come on and just uh, talk about the dynamics of being an international investigation company and working in the united states uh so i am really uh happy to welcome mike tapling and joseph hill to the program how you guys doing Good. Thank you, Matt. Appreciate it. Sure. Thank you uh, for the opportunity to be here. Sure. Awesome, Matt. Thanks for the thanks for having us on. Yeah, you're welcome. So uh, you guys are based out of North Carolina, right? Correct. Okay. Yeah. So uh, Conflict International, based out of England, uh, they've got offices in Cyprus uh, and anywhere else, or just uh, just U.S. and uh, England and Cyprus. Hong Kong, New York, obviously, obviously. North Carolina. Yeah, and then uh, we're working on California as well. We're in the process of getting uh, licensure and an office open there. That's great. That's great, man. It's uh, it's so awesome to see uh, see you guys at work. I mean, just just over the years, getting to know um, a lot of the players um, in conflict. I mean, I'm just so impressed by uh, by how everything is is run. Um, I think the only deficit is that Lacourt guy. And, uh, if you get rid of him, I think everything will be okay. <laughs> He's definitely holding you guys back, in my opinion. Right. Yeah, big time. Uh, and I'm, I'm talking about Mike LaCord, who's a, a good friend, a uh, friend of the show, and uh, just an awesome guy. Um, so, um, Mike, why don't you tell me a little bit about your background? How did you get into this business? Sure. Yeah. So, I've uh, been doing investigations, or been in the investigative world for about 
nine to 10 years now. I did it straight out of college, uh, but primarily what I, my focus was on was workman's comp and liability. So that's usually where most PIs start. Um, I wouldn't say it's the easiest, but it almost is, especially comparatively speaking to international uh, surveillance or international investigations. Right. Um, so I did that uh, for quite a few years, then uh, got into law enforcement, was a probation and parole officer for a couple of years, and then got back into the investigative industry uh, here at Conflict, which uh, is international, as you know, and is more than just work comp and liability cases. The plethora of inquiries and um, and requests that we get are just incredible and no two days are ever the same <clears throat> yeah and we're going to talk later about some of the neat stuff you guys are doing um and some <clears throat> certifications and things that you've uh, you've come from how about you joe yeah. what's your background pretty much uh kind of the same as mike's almost uh minus the law enforcement aspect um you know, started out of college doing the same PI insurance and work comp grind. Uh, actually, that's where I met Michael. Uh, him and I've known each other for about a decade now. Right. Um, worked with him, then got out of the business for a couple of years, was doing some other things, um, working with my father, and then got back into the business doing the same thing and moved moved along over here to conflict. And now I'm kind of transitioning more towards the digital aspects. I'm a certified forensics, uh, digital forensics examiner. Oh, great continue yeah. on with the uh, the live investigations on the ground as well as here in the office. Yeah. I mean, those, those digital forensics, especially when it comes to like cell phones and things like that, there's such a market for it. Mm -hmm. And, um, you know, just understanding how to do it is, uh, get you really ahead of the game. Um, it, you never know when you're going to need that stuff. I know <clears throat> every now and then when I, I, I do come across that type of work, and then I'll I'll ring in one of my experts to go and do it. Some guys I know mm -hmm. that specifically do it. So it's great that you guys are able to potentially keep that stuff in house and uh, and do it that way. You know, it's so interesting that you guys have started off um, doing the workers' comp and going that route. And I think so many people in this industry do start that way because it's the biggest need, right? And it's almost like the folks that get the the work, the 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 companies, the insurance companies, or or whatever. Like they purposefully hire new people. Uh, and what it comes down to is a, it's a good way to train somebody how to do it and how to understand, do you really want this life? Do you want to do this stuff? And B, I think price point because <laughs> guys will like yeah. take whatever they can just to get 100%. a little bit of experience. Um, it, it's, it's so funny because I, I always get calls from um, workers comp, um, you know, insurance companies or, or whatever, where they're looking to source that work in, in New York, right? New York city. And they'll call me up and say, Hey, you know, I have this thing and, and we're looking in the next day or two to do it. Oh, and by the way, I can only pay like X amount of dollars. And I'm like, uh, it's New York. You understand that, right? Yeah. yeah. I mean, yeah. that's that let's be real. The work comp uh, world is, is all very much so like that, whether you're a, an adjuster, an analyst, a risk manager, you know, they're very tight on their budget, but it, you know, what confuses me, Matt, not to go a little bit off topic, but you know, if you've got a $1.5 million claim and you're going to spend, say, $5,000 on some surveillance and some background checks to save you, why wouldn't you? You know, why why would you, you know, close your wallet and only spend a thousand bucks for a day of surveillance? You're not getting pattern of life and a social media check. You're not helping your, your case or your claim at all. So I think what it comes down to, and this is, uh, you know, philosophical arguments and all that, we can probably talk for a few hours on this stuff. <laughs> right. I, really what it comes down to is you, it's the mindset of a shareholder as opposed to an owner, right? So okay. folks that work there, they they answer to um, the bottom line of how profitable is 
the company, right? So it's like they get to a point where they just have to check boxes uh, with doing their surveillance work. It's almost like they really don't care if you catch somebody or not. It's more along the lines of, did you actually just go out and make the attempt to do it? Right. Um, and can we, uh, you know, can we cross that, that box off? And, and it, I guess the short answer is there's math behind it, right? So it, it, there's a formula as to how much is the tolerance for spending money on these particular cases before they a either pay out a claim or, or B deny it and, and say, okay, we're going to roll the dice and litigate it. And, you know, and, and I'm speaking on experience of just being in the room with conversations with some of these adjusters. Cause I don't really do defense work. I don't do this kind of stuff, gotcha. but I have had the opportunity to do a little bit of it. And it kind of turned me off being in the room for those conversations, hearing how these guys are talking, because, you know, I like to think I, I work on, on the, the, the light side, the good side, right? Yeah. Uh, you know, I'm working for injured people and things like that. And, and, you know, I think you brought up a good point. You've got a $1.5 million claim or whatever. The insurance is there, liabilities in there, you know, like, why are we even doing this? Why are we having this conversation? Yeah. Uh, so it's, it's super, uh, it's super interesting. And again, it's a philosophical thing and these are just my opinions. <laughs> there are probably yeah. people yelling at the radio right, right. now. Oh, this yeah. is crap. He, he doesn't know what the hell he's talking about. <laughs> uh, but you know, that, that's me. Uh, but the point of the matter is it's a good way for folks like you guys to get in this business, to cut your teeth and really understand and have an eye on what are you doing? Cause I think a lot of guys that start off that way go two routes, right? So they're either, going to business for themselves or they move on to a much bigger organization that does other things. And, um, you know, they start um, seeing the different things that are available within the industry. Well, actually, man, I, I toss out a third option on that one and say, you know, um, they just don't make it. Um, or that. <laughs> you, know, you know, the, you know, the work comp PI grind, you know, being an on the ground investigator, that's a, that's a tough life. And people don't, you know, people don't realize that I get, you know, People ask me all the time, what do you do? And, you know, back in the day, it was, oh, I'm a private investigator. I do this and that. And, you know, people would say, oh, that's that's so great. And it's like, yeah. you don't understand. Like, you, you're living in your car right. 10 to 12 hours a day. Like, I pee in a bottle. It's not yeah, yeah, I pee in a bottle. Like, you know, like, don't ask about number two. Like, um, it's it's a rough life, you know, you especially, especially when you have to sit in, uh, a, you know, a, a rough neighborhood in the back of your car with your car off all day and, either the dead of summer or the dead of winter where it's, yeah. you know, hundred degrees and you're 120 in the car, or, yeah. you know, 30 degrees and it's 10 degrees in the car. I you guess know, those, those, the, those diapers are pretty uncomfortable in a hundred. Yeah. Pretty, degrees, right? yeah they, they get com <laughs> uncomfortable after a while. You want to get out of the car. <laughs> you start chafing. But, right? but that's the, yeah, that's the sad realization is, you know, just a lot of people won't make it in the grind. You know, they either, like you said, they either go in their own business or they work for somebody who's just going to pay them to, go sit in a car or yeah. they don't make it and they go somewhere else. It's, it's a tough life. So how did you guys like um, find conflict or did they find you like, what would that look like? Joe, why don't you go first on that one? I actually, uh, I actually was looking for, to move on from my old company and um, happened to just get in contact with somebody that was employed here. They, they contacted me asking me about a licensing question up in Pennsylvania because that's where I'm originally from. Okay. And um, I wasn't able to specifically answer their question, but we got, you know, talking in conversation and, you know, they pretty much just offered me a better, better gig over here. Um, yeah, you know, giving me, giving me a chance to kind of get out of the, get out of the vehicle and start doing more, you know, 
computer-based work and, um, you know, not having to travel 65,000 miles a year, you know? Um, so that was, that was pretty much how I got it, ended up here. How about you, Mike? Yeah, very similar, Matt. Uh, yeah, I, I left my prior company and honestly didn't have anything lined up. Um, was just going to take a little time for myself and, you know, do my own thing. And I got a call from a former colleague who used to work under me. Um, and he said, hey, I've got a position open at this company and they're international and, you know, had nothing but good things to say. I said, all right, um, I guess, guess I'll give it a shot. And here yeah. we are. And like Joe said, we've both gotten several opportunities to get licensed in certain um, classes, programs, certifications, stuff that obviously we can discuss a little bit more, but that's pretty much how I got here. Yeah. And that's great. It's all, it's all about opportunities. And you know, it's like, you almost have to have to cut your teeth. I mean, even me, a guy who doesn't like doing surveillance and is like not my bread and butter. Like I did my fair share when I first started and it's almost like you do what you have to do so you can do what you want to do. Yep. Mm -hmm. I still, I still go out in the vehicle. I was, I was out there, what, three weeks ago, Mike, something like that, working a two day case or something. Yeah, you, you do what you got to do. You still got some of those diapers left, huh? You're just trying to get through them? <laughs> no, 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 I had to go buy a whole new pack. No. <laughs> they, they expire uncomfortably. Yeah. Um, you know, it, it, but it, but it's so important, right? And even like when you're taking a, te a test in New York anyways, to like get your PI license, like these are questions that they ask on like procedure, right? So if you don't, actually do the work if you don't know how to do it like you're not going to pass that test because they, the, the questions are geared towards like hey if it, you'll know the answer if you did this right um so it's it's so important and to at least know how to do it not necessarily do it all the time but there are folks out there that love doing it i mean yeah i i can i can read off some names of, of folks that are really good at it too um which is awesome to know these people when you get those telephone calls um which kind of conflict has that network as well right so you guys um international um covering all of the us as well right so when those calls come in you know hey i need something over here or over there you guys have a, a pretty good network of folks that you use uh, to handle local assignments right yeah i mean whether it's local or international um and i know I've, I've said this once and i'll say it a thousand times again but it's so important for everyone to understand that the reason that conflict is so different is because of the internet not just solely because of the international reach but because of the time zone difference some people don't think of that yeah. so we get a rush assignment that comes in at 5 30 on a tuesday okay we're not you know running around like chickens with our heads cut off we're able to send it over to either a colleague here domestically who's in a different time zone or over to the uk and we wake up the next morning we may not have an answer or we may but at least we'll be in the right direction to get back to our client and their immediate request whatever that may be yeah yeah it's almost like okay you know, which team are we going to have working on this or at least start on this to, and then do the handoff Yep. Because um, there's a lot of pre-investigative work that needs to go in. When when you get those assignments, like the building's on fire, like your client doesn't care. <laughs> right. Like, I need yeah. this, I need it by tomorrow. You know, I don't care if this team works on it or that team works on it. I just need results. I need to yep. to get it done. Um, and, you know, one of the, the reasons that I love Mike so much and I, I, I every chance I get to hang out with him uh, when I can you know, uh, wipe away the tears from the, the intense ribbing <laughs> that I get from, <laughs> you know, hanging out with, with, with him. Yeah. Um, all joking aside, like the business model and, you know, hey, um, you know, what does your day look like? How did you build this this amazing network of um, of investigators and all that? I mean, this, this is resource. And it, it's why it's so important 
in our industry to find a mentor, you know, and I joke that Mike's a mentor because we're about the same age, which is depressing because he's got this <laughs> huge empire and I, I get a stupid podcast. Give <laughs> yourself some credit. Man. Yeah, no, I'm, I'm joking. I'm joking. Uh, but, you know, just, just finding mentors and, and, you know, folks that you can bounce things off of, you know, Kelly Riddle's another guy. I know you guys know Kelly. Yeah. Um, that when you get to those points in your career, you know, you, you lean in onto those experts and, and see how they're doing things. And it's also important to realize as a solo practitioner or smaller investigation company, when you have those international assignments, those things that come in, like these are your guys right here. You should never say no to that work. Say, okay, I'm going to talk to my team and get back to you. Mm-hmm. And, you know, the next phone call should be to conflict or an email say, Hey Mike, you know, my client, you know, is, is looking for this to be done in, in Ecuador, you know, can you, can you handle this for me? Um, you know, or I need to find this doctor in Germany who, you know, he's got things going on here in the United States and he ran away to Germany. He's hiding in Berlin somewhere. Can, can you guys help us? You know? Uh, so just understanding that as investigators, like never say no to work because, you know, those resources are out there that you can find something. Now you may run it up, to conflict and they say, Hey, if, no, we're not doing that or can't right. do it. And then you go back and say, okay, you know, I checked with my team and it's not something we can handle, but initially don't turn the, the, the work away. Um, it's right. really important to, to realize. And I, and I thought you brought up a really good point there, Mike, about the time zones and, and, you know, just the efficiency of being able to jump on that stuff. Yeah. 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 <clears throat> so, uh, so, so important. Um, okay. So we're going to jump out and take a, a quick break. And, uh, when we come back in, I want to just hammer down a little more on some of the things that, that conflict, uh, can do, uh, is doing, um, we'll, we'll talk a little bit, bit about some of the stuff that, uh, I'm kind of lining up to do with you guys as well, uh, that I'm very excited about. Um, and, um, you know, we'll just dive in a little more. So everybody sit tight and we will be right back. Are you drowning in fees with your current provider? IRB Search offers the highest quality data at the most competitive prices. Founded by investigators for investigators, IRB is tailored specifically toward helping you close your cases. We're currently offering PI Perspective listeners an exclusive 30-day free trial of our system. So simply go to IRBsearch.com and apply using the promo code PIP30 to claim this promotion. Information Education Consultants is proud to announce that their Certificate of Professional Investigation is now available online at IECOIT.com. If you're interested in learning the investigation profession, what better resource to consult than the mind of the nationally renowned private investigator, Rory McMahon? Rory has compiled 40 years of experience into an online training resource for the benefit of the current and next generation of professional investigators. The site offers CEUs for current licensed professionals and is a recommended stop for our true crime aficionado friends and family. Check it out today at IECOIT.com. That's IECOIT.com. You guys have been hearing uh, for a long time about how much I love Cross Tracks, but now you're going to hear from somebody else. So we got George Gerges here. George is a member and a user of Cross Tracks. George, tell me real quickly what you love about Cross Tracks. The simplicity of using it and the ability to customize everything that you could do with Crosstracks is awesome. It actually allowed me to take the way that I do my business and implement it into their system. 
And not only am I able to manage 10 or 15 cases, I'm able to manage 50 to 100 cases with the same effort. Fantastic. So Crosstracks, um, the case management system, they are SOC 2 certified. Basically, that's an encryption, really an upgrade. They're the only ones out there that are doing it. So please support this great sponsor that supports our show. Uh, check them out. The links are in the show notes. Crosstracks, if you're an investigator, you should be using them today. Looking for an insurance agent that puts you first? Every PI business is different. That's why OREP Insurance can shop multiple markets to ensure you get the best coverage to meet your unique business needs. OREP's model is business by the golden rule, and for over 20 years, they've built their business by putting their clients first. So come enjoy a fast online application and same-day certificates of insurance at OREP.org. OREP has coverage for armed investigators, executive protection, and even has a separate policy for security firms. The application takes less than five minutes, so visit OREP.org today. OREP.org. Check out the latest issue of PI Magazine, available online or via hard copy. Visit PIMagazine.com to learn more. And welcome back to PI Perspectives. This is Matt Sperry, your host. Uh, today we have uh, some guys from Conflict International. We got Mike Tapling and Joseph Hill with us. Guys, I want to welcome you back to the program. Thank you, Matt. Appreciate you, Matt. it. Okay, so uh, we, we now know a little bit about who you guys are. Um, we know a little bit about who Conflict is and, and what they do, and uh, you know what they're about. And uh, w- let's talk a little bit more about uh, some training and, and certifications that you guys have uh, have accomplished. So uh, a few months ago, uh, we had had Mike Julian on the program. Mike does the live uh, shooter, um, you know, live shooter um, training, and uh, he had come up and was talking about um, the services that he offers and, and the training that he does and how he trains people to become certified instructors. And uh, you guys actually went through that program. Uh, so first of all, congratulations. Well, thank you. And uh, that's awesome. So um, Mike, you want you to start and tell me a little bit about uh, what you learned over there and uh, basically what you're doing with that. Yeah, sure. So, you know, the original, um, uh, threat assessment, I guess, if you'd like to call it, was the run, hide, fight method. Um, and that just, that's it's so outdated and it's not safe. So alive is broken down into assess, leave, impede, violence, and expose. So with the run, f- uh, hide, fight method, you're running, you don't know where the shooter is. So you could be running right towards the active shooter, putting yourself and the others in danger who feel that you're confident enough to leave the situation. No, you need to take a second, assess the situation and call 911. Once you call 911, that's going to start that clock. And Michael also wrote a book called 10 Minutes to Live because mass shootings typically happen or on average last about 10 minutes. So the sooner that you call that 911, you're going to get that clock ticking and you're going to have a better chance of survival. Right. Um, so that's that's only the A um, you know, portion and the rest are relatively self-explanatory. But yeah. the program itself is is catered not to just large corporations. It's catered to individuals, daycares, hospitals, nursing homes, churches. It, it doesn't matter. Um, it, it, it's so important for everyone to be prepared just for the sheer fact of how often these mass shootings are occurring anymore. Yeah. So Joe, what, what did you pull away from it? And um, how do you see it um, as far as a, a business model and being able to, to now implement that into Conflict's uh, suite of services? Well, Matt, 
I didn't pull anything away from it because I was <laughs> when Mike was taking the alive training, I was doing my my forensics training. Oh, okay. uh, all right. So, but as a business model, as like Mike said, um, just knowing what he's gone through because him and I have had discussions about you know what he's what he was instructed and everything. Right. Um, it's definitely going to be good from a you know like a protection aspect. Um, not only do we do surveillance and you know we do due diligence checks, but we also do uh, corporate and executive protections as well and being able to go in and offer these services to to companies to as mike said all all of these organizations so that they can know how to better react to a situation if they were ever in one yeah. is probably one of the forefronts of what we're going through in the nation right now i mean uh, definitely it definitely. seems like every other week that there's another mass shooting in, yeah no I, I, a small I, in a small town so absolutely it's it's one of these things as mike said it's one of these things that people should really start looking into because these aren't slowing down and they're not just happening in large cities anymore yeah you know they're happening all over the place yeah i'm sorry dude i thought you had taken the program too oh no 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 that's okay yeah we have a little bit different aspects here so yeah no no that's cool that's cool yeah i'm actually I'm probably going to be getting through the live course myself here soon. Soon, it's just I was working on something else while my. Oh, and that's good. So, so let's let's tap in on that because that's that's a good point, right? So, it's a suite of services, a a, a blanket of of different things that are available, and having, you know, almost like an expert in each area is something that's key, right? Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I'd mentioned before that uh, I I have the uh, the need for cell phone forensics. You know, here and there, nothing that that's on a. Uh, a, a very uh, regular basis, but that's just because my business model is personal injury cases. What do you really need that for? Um, it does come in from time to time, but nothing on a regular basis. But, you know, when you start talking about due diligence, espionage, uh, wrongful termination, you know, a meteor type stuff, or just different type of investigative work, that's where you, you see those, right, trade secrets, right? You see the, um, you know, the, where that domain knowledge becomes important, right? And, um, you know, having somebody, you know, at your disposal on that in-house, I think is, is really key. So it's like showing up to these business meetings and saying, okay, you know, when we say we're, you know, full service, we're really full service and here's our team here and here's our team there. And this is the, you know, our expert in doing this and and doing that. I mean, that's just, that's smart marketing right there. Right. Yeah. I mean, I mean, and to piggyback off that as well, Matt, and I'm going to kick it back to Joe in a second. On top of the active shooter uh, survival training that we provide, we also provide PSAs, uh, physical security assessments. And a lot of these companies and schools don't know if they know it or not. If you get if you have this training come in, you can get a tax break. You can get a cut on your insurance. There's a lot of other benefits just outside of wanting to stay alive. Right. that it's very important. But going along that, something else that uh, we've been in discussion with is pen testing, which is penetration testing. And I'll let Joe speak to that a little bit more. This is just something that's kind of in the works, yeah. um, but I'll let Joe speak to that. Yeah, so um, uh, more of our UK counterparts are, are working on that more than I've been involved with. But from what I've been told, they have a uh, kind of like a self-service penetration platform uh penetration testing platform i'm, I'm not too up on the details with it but yeah um apparently it just kind of does it all remotely yeah. through ai I'm, I'm i'm don't quote me on that i'm not sure how it exactly works i haven't really discussed yeah, so so folks who don't understand what 
uh, pen testing is. So basically you're setting up scenarios where you're testing, you know, and looking for security breaches, Mm -hmm. right? So you're creating scenarios that, okay, this happened. What, you know, how are we going to react to this? How is this going to be handled? And you go through with these different scenarios and you, and you work through and you see where your weaknesses are. Mm -hmm. Um, A lot of them are, I was going to say a lot of them are on network infrastructures. Yes. Right. Right. So all the, all of the, you know, confidential information that larger corporations are getting hacked by the ransomware uh, groups and having their files locked and demanding millions of dollars in Bitcoin to have them either released or, you know, anything like that. It's, it's, it's a tough, it's a tough environment. It's tough. It just happened to a law firm I do business with, you know, Mm -hmm. like they're like, they had to shut down for like two weeks. It happened to the Colonial Pipeline here in, in North Carolina um, almost two years ago, I think it was. It shut them down for about um, almost a month. Yeah, that's crazy. So they were recovering that for a long time. Yeah, I think like, you know, we tend to be very reactive here in this country mm-hmm. and, and not proactive. That's one of the biggest challenges uh, as security professionals, you know, trying to sell that idea that, you know, you have to be ready before it happens and not deal with it after it happens. Um, and it's always been that culture here. And it's and it, it's a bottom line culture. Like, you, you totally get it. I, I've done my fair share of trying to market. Um, for a long time, I was you know, back in the day doing uh, electronic canvassing and, like, setting up geofences and things like that. I had gotten into that technology. Um, I had found uh, an area within personal injury that um, – I was able to find witnesses and stuff through setting up fences, but I was like, you know, this fence stuff is pretty cool. You can actually set it up and do monitoring with it. So we went down the whole rabbit hole with that. And yeah, we'd done a whole bunch of meetings. We had interviewed with like movie studios, churches, businesses, things like that, you know, trying to sell this idea of like, you know, you should, you should be doing monitoring and it just it couldn't take, it just didn't want to spend the money. You know, they're like, we would rather deal with it later on. I remember having conversations with HR executives going, oh, that's that's too intrusive. We don't want to monitor and screen our employees um, for this stuff. We'd rather just deal with the nonsense if it happens. <laughs> and it's like, okay, all right, if you say so. But, yeah, that's going to be damaging. It's probably going to cost you your job, by the way. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, a little bit. The internal yeah, security guy is usually the first one to go when, when something <laughs> happens. We cut loose real quick. Yeah. Yeah, but it, it comes down to you know failing to prepare is preparing to fail. You know, you, you it it's not gonna happen or it may not happen, but wouldn't you rather be prepared in case it does? Both financially, um, insurance wise, safety, just in general. I mean, have something set up. Sounds like you read that on a fortune cookie. <laughs> <laughs> I did actually. I, uh, I had that had the. Uh, Chinese for supper last night. There you go. <laughs> lucky numbers on the You're like, I'm, I'm getting, I'm going to get this one. I'm going to keep this one. It's now mine. <laughs> it's out there in the ether for everybody. Right. <laughs> it's just yours now. So, um, no, it, it is, it's so true. And, um, you know, just being able to do that, I think it's, it's one of the biggest challenges, you know, all the security professionals that I, that I talk to and, mm-hmm. and, you know, that's the thing about, you know, working for a big international company like you guys do, you, you know, you are seeing different verticals and different sectors um, where you're able to offer assistance. And, um, you know, uh, the, the whole idea of being in America, yet working for a company that's that's based in, a, in another country and, um, you know, having the reach all around the world, I think is, is really neat. Um, Mike, what would you say... Um, 
I mean, I've always heard, but I'm, but I'm not hundred percent sure on this. Would you say like a lot of these multinational companies that are in other uh, countries, obviously they have a lot of business interests here in the United States, right? Yeah. I mean, I'd say their biggest business interest is the ability to incorporate a business in the state of Delaware and have the lowest amount of taxes and right. have to file the least amount of information. So it makes it very difficult to do any investigations with that regard. Yeah. But yes, that yeah, there's no reason um, for them not to have a desire to open up a company or just having property in general uh, yeah. here in the States. Yeah. And, you know, fortunately, you know, it does open the window for research right, to be done here. Um, and we have less restrictions in the GDPR. Uh, overseas. Uh, I know uh, I was recently overseas and I made the mistake of uh, trying to use one of my data searches, not even realizing, you know, like not even thinking about it. And I logged in to do research and I immediately got like blocked. <laughs> the account was suspended and they're like, yeah, you're, you're not supposed to use this overseas. And I was like, oops. <laughs> oh, <laughs> so, wow. Yeah, okay. yeah, 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 and, and rightfully so. I mean, that's the policy. I just didn't right. really violate it, so yeah. I got a little "don't do that again" talking to, and uh, <laughs> and you won't do that again, will you? <laughs> no, now I know. I mean, I yeah. did know, but I just I wasn't thinking. As I was like, I, you know, my my thought was okay. Well, I'm just I'm researching a company, you know, here in the states, um, so there's there's no problem. But the problem was I wasn't in the states when right. I was doing that, so. Yeah. Uh, and you don't put, sense. yeah, you don't put two and two together. Uh, so, uh, yeah, I got a little talking to <laughs> <laughs> a little slap on the wrist. Yeah. Yeah. It's all good. It's all good. Um, so one of the things I, I teased it earlier that, um, I'm kind of working on with you guys. Um, and I think it's really, really neat. And I've been dealing with uh, Roger in your office, uh, uh, whose son, by the way, did like an amazing documentary. I don't know if you guys saw that. Um, yeah. With Matt. Um, yep. Right. With uh, the Land Rover. Yeah. Uh, so, uh, yeah. So one of the things that we're doing is uh, social media uh, monitoring, right? Which is uh, you guys have a proprietary, um, you know, software that you've designed to, to do this stuff again, using AI and, and, and things like that. And it's, it's turbocharged. It's not just like your regular, Hey, we're going to run this, uh, you know, monitoring. There's a lot more to it. So uh, the idea that we were floating around here um, in New York, and it seems to have taken on a bit, um, is you have these attorneys that have personal injury cases and their own clients, you know, go online and post stupid things and, you know, they, they affect the value of the case. Uh, and being able to create a product that uh, basically monitors and watches them, and they're aware that it's going, they sign off on it. It's nothing that's you know, undone secretly. It's like, hey, you're going to sign this piece of paper that you understand that during the life of your your case, you know, we're going to, from time to time, we're going to take a look in, at, at things. And uh, I'm excited that, that we're doing that. And that's just another example of a different vertical uh, within uh, conflict that uh, that we're doing here. So I'm, I'm really excited to get that off the ground. Yeah, uh, we had a really good conversation with uh, Roger last week, actually, about uh, the SMCs, the social media checks, and also intermingling the term reputation defender yeah. um, with regard to, like you said, your own client can shoot themselves in their foot sometimes, and you yeah. want to avoid that. Yeah. Uh, but it also could be for someone who's applying for a new position in a, at a C-level position, right? And he's like, okay, I might have posted something 10, 15 years ago. I bet there's other companies out there that have CMS systems or uh, SMC systems that are going to find that. So why not go in there, put in your information for whatever you want searched in the top uh, social media mm -hmm. platforms. It, you take, you get your report 
and it tells you right where it's at and you can go in there and delete it right away before you go in for that interview or you put that application in. So it's not only to protect your client, but to protect yourself for any kind of future endeavors. And, and sometimes it's not even a matter of deleting it because it, it can be found, right? So it's more like damage control, right? Just right. understanding, you know, uh, how to, how to deal with it and, or understanding what's out there and then, then um, figuring out a way to soften the blow, right? It's, it's always better um, to talk about it and to have somebody find it and bring it up. <laughs> right. Know, so. Well, and you know, there's also some things that you need to determine what is actually, uh, there's different sections. There's a profanity section, a toxic section, a nudity section. You know, you could post a meme or a photo at the beach and it could pop for nudity, but you're at the beach. So you also have to take into consideration everything that pops isn't necessarily negative. So you do have to put that little extra effort in. Oh, there, there definitely needs to be human eyes on that, right? Yeah. It's never oh, ever going to be 100% AI. You know, there's there's AI assist for sure. Um, but at the end of the day, there's always context of it. Right. You know? mm -hmm. um, and it, 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 it's not so much with imagery. It's, it's also with um, the context of language. You know, like what is the context of the conversation that's that's happened? You know, like, you know, hey, those things are banging. You know, <laughs> it could be like, okay, right. gunfire. You know, like, yeah. <laughs> no, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no, you're completely correct. I mean, you you have to put the human eye and the human element to it. Otherwise, things will get slipped through the crack and some cracks, and someone could lose a position or, you know, whatever the case may be over something that was taken out of context. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, Joe, are you involved with uh, doing any of that stuff or, or no? Oh, a little bit, a little bit. That's that's Roger's baby so far. He's kind of he's been pushing it over to us and kind of explaining how it works and how we're going to kind of push it, push it to people over here. Um, yeah. But it, it it definitely is a uh, it definitely is a fantastic platform for larger corporations you know like mike said hiring on c-level employees even not even c-level employees just like you know like a, a mid-manager level or something somebody you want to make sure is you know somewhat public facing but make sure like mike said make sure that you've got nothing perverse or you know it's disturbing or you know just something wrong on your social media i mean yeah, because it's all know, we've all we've all had it in the past i've i've located claimants you know in the past on surveillance on the ground by looking at their wife's social media page because yeah. she posts everything all the time, whereas he might not post anything, you know? Yeah. No, um, no, it's, it's like, always, uh, it's always there. And it's a slippery slope, right? You got yeah. sure people for, people forget or. what they post all the time. You know, yeah. Facebook does the the memories thing now and yeah. it brings back stuff from 10 years ago. I'm like, wow, I, I posted that like delete, <laughs> like, <laughs> like I said that delete, <laughs> like, I must no, have been like, delirious sitting there in surveillance, 120 degrees. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and it's like it's. Why did I say know, that? So, it, for, know, from his his uh his underwear. <laughs> there you go. Yeah, right? <laughs> but I mean, it's it's good. It's good. It's good for companies, you know, to be able to have that that optional due diligence aspect to see, you know, because you can look at a person's criminal history. You can look at, you know, um, pretty much everything that that a normal background check or pre-employment or a post-employment background check covers, you could look all that and think that you're getting a grade A candidate, but they could secretly be a neo-Nazi and part of like some fascist groups on Facebook or something like that. Oh, you don't know. You see, you don't know. Yeah. And, yeah. And, and it's, it's a nice way to kind of help figure out who you're either hiring or who you are already working. Right. So, and it's so important to like character and, and being able to get a sense of who somebody is and what their interests are and all that, because when it comes to 
pre-employment screening and things like that, especially in New York, it's really stringent. And then there's certain things you can't ask. Um, like you can't deny somebody employment if they have a criminal criminal history, you know, uh, you know, this and that. You can't ask them now. You can't, you can't even ask somebody's salary or how much money do you make? You, you can't do it anymore. You know, so it's like as your hands are being tied here and you still want to get a sense, like, is this the right person for this particular position? Um, you know, having these other tools and things that are still on the table for now, anyways, uh, you know, it, it's important to be able to look at that and get a sense. And, you know, they, they do it also with juror selection, right? So there, there are guys out there that, that, um, that do that. Uh, Mike Morelli's uh, somebody that I've, I've used. Um, it's, he's done awesome work here um, doing, um, you know, helping pick a jury. And then once the jury's picked doing profiles and backgrounds, on it and that you know like that social media that research and, and things like that are um things that are um it's important you know and being able to have the skill set to to do that um again internally which is which is great for you guys you know that you, you have all these different verticals that you, you have there conflict as well yeah, with, with quick turnaround <laughs> time too matt you know you know with those uh with the social media checks we can get them back within seven to 10 days, sometimes even within 24 to 48 hours, depending on how in-depth someone's, uh, you know, report's going to be. And like you touched on, and just to mention again, it is consented. The individual will actually go in there, type in their login information and password through our uh, SM or yes, our SMC um, platform. So it's not, you know, they're going to get, see everything. We're not hiding. Yeah. And that's the thing when, when you're handcuffed by GDPR and things like that, like these, these are what you have to do. This is your go around, right? right? You know, the the law says someone has to be aware that you're you're doing the search, or they're entitled to whatever research that you're doing. They're entitled to see it. They can opt in or opt out of it. This is basically their their opt in, right? Right. Uh, for doing it, and it's you know, par for the course. Now, maybe they don't realize how in depth it is <laughs> that you guys are doing. They think like, okay. You know, oh, I'm fine. Just they get back a 20 page report. Right. Yeah. I just got pictures of kittens on Facebook. I'm, I'm cool. <laughs> you know, but, uh, you know, it's a whole different, uh, ball game. Uh, and I've seen some horror stories, man. I've seen guys that were like pastors and then you go and you look in their, their past and they're like neo-Nazis. Right. So it's yeah. <laughs> no, nothing ever surprises us anymore. Yeah. Honestly. Yeah. It's, uh, yeah, no, it's crazy at all. So uh, on that note, uh, I think we're going to wind down here. Uh, guys, I really appreciate you coming on and just uh, talking it up and just shooting the breeze here um, about what your day looks like and um, you know, what conflict does. And, and I really encourage folks, I know I said it uh, before, but uh, I'm going to say it again because I, I do it myself here. When you have those international cases, when you have those, those um, really tough due diligence cases that come across, something that's like not in your pay grade, don't say no. To say, okay, I'm going to reach out to some of my resources and get back to you, and you know, reach out to guys like Mike or guys like Joe, and 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 see if it's something that um, you know they can handle for you, and just you know work it out, get it done, and have a happy client, and you know you you know you've got somebody who's trusted, who's um, you know is going to do a good job and all that. So, uh, um, how do you, uh, folks get a hold of you, Mike? You want you to go first. Uh, yeah, so either uh, directly in my email, m.tapling, T-A-P-L-I-N-G at conflictinternational.com or on my work line at 336-230-5102. Right, and we'll have some uh, info on the show notes as well. How about you, Joe? It's J. Hill, H-I-L-L, also at conflictinternational.com, and my work cell is 336-509-1820. 
Yeah. And you know, the one thing we didn't even touch in on is the, the, um, TSCM stuff too, like the debugging. I know you guys do that also. And, uh, mm -hmm. it's part of the, the, the vertical on that too. What, what don't you guys do? <laughs> you know? That's a short list, honestly. Yeah, yeah, really I, think, I think that list is shorter, shorter <laughs> than the other one. Yeah. Yeah. Um, you know, I, and, and one of the things Mike says is, uh, like, um, international reach um but you know local knowledge or, or something to that that effect i'm probably butchering it but it, it it's so true you know and it, it it's really awesome um that uh, you have the ability to do it and what's so great is that conflict does work with other investigators you know there are referral agreements and things that that you can do where you can you know yeah you're passing along the buck but it's a, a referral as well and you, you know you can see compensation out of it too which is important to remember so we're also broadening your network as well. So yes. yep. Yep. So guys, thank you so much for uh, for checking in and uh, thank you everyone for checking out this episode and we'll catch everybody next week on the next episode. Take care. Awesome. Thanks, Matt. Appreciate it. Yeah, thanks for having us, Matt. Thanks to Michael and Joseph for coming on to discuss how Conflict International operates in the U.S. If you have any international work, you should consider partnering up with them. A special thanks also goes to Crosstracks, Conflict International, of course, IRB, Investigation Education Consultants, and OREP for sponsoring our show. So please support our great supporters. Have you thought about joining Investigators Toolbox yet? Now's the time to get on board and join the fastest growing digital community for investigative professionals like you. Use code PIP201836 and save 10%. If you have a question or a comment about the show, email Matt at MatthewS at SatellitePI.com. You can also find him on LinkedIn, Instagram, and Facebook. We want your feedback to bring you the best shows possible. And we'll be back next week with a new show. So make sure you tune in and stay safe out there.